with Adam and Jay. Hey, peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listeners. Hey there, listeners. Ho there, listeners. It's the end of the world as we know it, listeners. It is? Because it's, it's a dystopian YA episode, Jay. Oh. So the world's ended in... Ah, know, shoot, Magoot, I missed the apocalypse? Yeah, we, we've been reverted down to uh, to teenagers again. That, nah, that's fine. That's that's what we do in Blisteria. We have a plan oh, apocalypse every ten years Oh, to really just cut the wheat from the chaff. Oh, my God. You know, and just distill everyone. You know, we're going to have... Blisteria... You know, we're gonna we're gonna have a the hardiest of the people. hardiest. The Constitution scores on Vlasterians is gonna be very very high. Oh my! Yes, that's right. Yeah, we have we have an apocalypse every ten years, and then every two years we have just a casual purge. Uh, a casual <laughs> purge. Just a cat. You know, what I'm talking like jeans, sweater, maybe a button up underneath. Casual purge. Just so the casual is the dress, you know. Look, not we, the purging. The invite says it starts at five, but you can roll in at seven. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Casual purge, no biggie. Just you know. Sure, bud. Yeah. Uh huh. You know. Anyways, welcome to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I've deeply disturbed Adam. Welcome to our show. Uh, this is our podcast, Fix It, where every week Adam and I take a piece of pop culture that maybe missed the mark, maybe didn't quite get there, maybe just missed the apocalypse, and we fix it. Uh, and this week, uh, Adam and I, in lieu of in lieu of a uh, traditional fix, as yes. the show is normally come to we are doing a very unique property today we're doing a very unique concept today which i'm actually very excited about oh, these are fun yeah i'm mostly excited about because i did not have to prepare anything <laughs> <laughs> off the which cuff is, yeah, which made this week a lot easier for us off the cuff is very much where I like to live. When it comes to content making, I like a casual purge style. <laughs> I like to just roll in and just see what happens. Sure, yeah. You know, I don't have any like serious plans. No forethought. Uh, you know, murder. Let like, the purge find you, I think Jay. Ca- yeah, casual purge is like white collar crimes. <laughs> <laughs> we just be embezzling. Yeah, uh, this, just math. This week, Adam and I are going to be writing our very own <laughs> young adult a post-apocalyptic uh movie trilogy movie trilogy uh in the line of hunger games in the line of maze runner in the line of uh the divergent series Divergent series yeah that did not finish yes 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 yeah a lot of people didn't no the movies didn't even movie didn't finish no it didn't uh our producer brian has uh kind of in in true fashion, re- really produced the hell out of this. He did. Uh, he has uh, provided us with kind of a choose your own adventure of dice rolls that we will be getting every aspect uh, or, or large pieces of our post apocalyptic uh, feature film uh, handed to us by a dice roll of one or another, and we're gonna have to fit it together and make it work. And it's gonna be fun. Yes, I'm we know. We, we last episode we have already found out what the title of our movie trilogy oh, is. What was it again? The Midnight Enigma. The Midnight Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good title. 
Generic as all hell, but that's a pretty good title. So this week we are fixing the Midnight Enigma. Uh, but before we hop in, uh, I'm Jay, that's Adam. You may know us from the wildly popular show Fix... Er, well, the yep. now wildly popular YouTube reaction channel. Previewed. Uh, where uh, we are no longer on strike. Heck no, baby! The SAG strike is officially over. Operation Firehose has begun. Yeah, it's, it, it, have, is, it is actually about, uh, let's see, boop, 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 about 10 hours old. We have about a month's worth of content coming your way. It's and going to be nuts. More coming soon. And for those of you who have uh, supported us through all of this, uh, both uh, emotionally and financially, a hearty and healthy thank you. <laughs> yes, very, yeah. very, very much so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, been a, it's been a tough four months. You know, yeah, it got... They say, I, I'm actually very proud of us because I think, I think we kept our cool. We keep, we kept our heads on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. We zigged, we zagged hell. We still produced a week's worth of content for everyone, but we did. The content kept coming. It did. Um, and no, now we no longer have a shadow channel. We have to produce content for, so life will get a little bit more simple on Just that. Just a little easier. But like there was, I'll, I'll be completely frank. There were some moments where the it uh, the outlook got a little bleak there in this past month yeah. in a way that was like kind of, you know, scary. Yeah, because they say it's like I felt I equated it to the the parenting that I'm also learning how to do now as well. Because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they always say like, oh, it's parenting. It's like it's the hardest thing you ever do. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. no, it's not. But I'm Jay Schmidt. I, I'm, but I'm me. It'll be great. I, and then I, casual parenting. I just roll it. <laughs> yeah, man. See what happens. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, we'll, in a sweater. we'll just see what happens. Mm, yeah. And it, it was, and then it gets really hard. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then it's, it's those moments where you approach the really hard that I think define you. And I am very, I think... We have defined ourselves well. You know. I agree. So, congratulations, buddy. We did it. We did do it. Look at us. We did a good job. We came out stronger than we went in. I think so. I think so. Mostly because, like, we had to, like, take a hard look at how we made content and what we were putting out there and, like, how to how to do this. And we had to, like, we basically had to figure out how to climb the mountain with an arm tied behind our back. And now mm. that we have both arms back, it's climbing time. It's like Wolverine. Yeah. Just going up the side of a building. Yeah. But I want to Now we have both hands for our casual purge. So, you know, just see what happens. Just going to see what happens. Just going to yeah, roll dude. in there. And just... I'm, I'm, I'm committing ma- mail fraud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Casual. Casual. I guess. Man, let's jaywalk. Let's party. There we go. Um, but uh, we've come to my favorite segment of uh, Fix It, where, um, you know, it can't all just be fixing all the time, you know? So uh, this is my absolutely most favorite segment, where Adam and I uh, just learn more about each other. You yeah. Know? We're, we, you know, he's my best friend number two, and I'm his best friend number one. But honestly, in the, in the grand scope of our lives, we haven't known each other that long. So we we're learning not. more and more about each other every day in our, our favorite segment. Wait and the, a second. We've only known each other for like nine years. Yeah, but I would say that we only really started to actually really get to know each other. When the channel started about seven years ago. Has it been seven years? Almost. We're coming up on seven years in December, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But in the grand scope of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But on our favorite segment, and our first dice roll of the day, roll for convo. Roll for convo. 
our producer Brian has given us 20 topics of conversation, and I'm going to roll a 20-sided die, and we are going to see what question pops up from that number I roll. And hopefully it's not a one. It's a four. It's a four. Rolling fours all day, baby. Okay. Uh, what are there more of in the world? Wheels or doors? There's more doors. There's more doors. I think this is cut and dry. There's more doors. Okay. Because yeah. of houses? Yes. Houses don't got we- don't got wheels, Lieutenant Dan. You ain't got no wheels, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. Houses ain't got no wheels. There's way more doors. Oh, I don't know about that, bud. Okay, present your argument. Okay, so let's just let's use cars. Cars, cars. Wait, well, let's just start are with cars. Are a zero sum game? No, they're not. Most cars have four doors, two or four wheels. Yes, zero m- sum. Most do. Okay, a lot don't. A lot are just two door, and then four wheels. Yes. Okay. And then you have motorcycles. Okay. No doors, two wheels. Yeah. Not every. You no, know, I think mo. Ever mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. people that means live in a house or a, or a, a domicile with sure. doors. That most of them there are a lot of do doors not have houses. wheels. I mean, if this if this van life craze keeps popping off, it's going to be an even sum game at a sure. certain point because everyone's going to be living in vans. Mm-hmm. But then you also have bikes. If these millennials have anything to say about it? Everyone's going to be living in vans down by the river. Man, I just love I love the, the extent to which so many things are getting glamorized, and I'm like, no, this is this means the economy's not doing great. Well, oh, I'm living yeah. in a van now; it's so cheap, and I'm like, that's that. Nope, that's us moving back. Like, oh man, I, I'm really into canned fish now. I'm like, oh, you know that thing we used to eat when when you know we were being invaded and we were on rent. No, nope, we're moving. Guys, you're right. We nailed it. We don't need to. You don't need to live in your. I, th- I mean, although I've thought about living in my van. Not the time to have this conversation. I thought about it. Would be you know if I was single. Really, you know. you'd be van guy. I, yeah, part of the vanguard. Maybe. You're, you're too proud of that pun. That's very good. It's a good yeah, pun, Jay. What are you talking I like about? It. I like it. Um, I think there's more doors, and I think it's obvious that there's more doors. Now, what constitutes the door and what constitutes the wheel? That's really the... That's really the... Doors. Doors constitute doors. No, but like, okay, is like a door on like... Like a like, sliding glass door? That's a door. No, I'm talking like, you know, like if there's like an access port of any kind, you know. You mean like something that like turn like the... You know, like say a Star Wars. like a boiler... If there's like a, a, a like you know the thing that you open up to like get inside of it, is that a door? I think doors are, are that are got to be human sized. Okay, but I would argue that that's human. You know, if it's access to get into something to like clean it from the inside, but it's not. I would argue that More that's of an a door. access panel. Okay, well, then what's the difference between a panel and a door? Is a panel a door? I mean, there are paneled doors. I mean, it's like a locker door. Is that a door? A locker? Yeah, like no, the door on a locker. You can't fit inside of it. I understand, well, but that's a door. Some people can. Well, then what some constitutes can... a wheel? Wheels. There's like little wheels on, you know, and all sorts of stuff. Does that mean it's like... Like a Hot Wheel? Yeah, it's like a, those, yeah, it's like a Matchbox those, car. Does that have... four wheels? Well, kind of. I mean... Does that count to constitute as a wheel? I think it does. Honestly, it's part of the transportation of the, of the, the, uh, is of a the ge- item. Is a gear a wheel? I will, I will say 
for purposes of making this a little bit, if a gear is a wheel, I then think, I would argue that there are more wheels. I'm not, I think the gear is not a wheel. Okay, then what is it? A wheel is a specifically. I think a wheel is just a mode of transportation. To keep it to keep it easier, it has to be transposition. 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 Transportation. Card cartography. Cartographer. Cardiologist. <laughs> Cardiologist. Watch your Jeopardy reacts, everybody. If you're very good, yeah, some of the best stuff we've ever made. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. I think that's gonna be so fun. It's just gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I've actually been toying in my brain. Like, you know, what would probably work? Price is right. Ah, all the bets. Yes, yeah, but I think it might work. I don't know. Jeopardy is like so quick. Oh, it is very quick. That I think like it's a it's a little bit it's easy digestible. I think Price is Right is like a whole ass hour. It is forty minutes. Yeah, but it could work. Just saying. So you're saying there's more wheels? I'm saying there's more wheels because you got bikes out there. You got the entire country of the Netherlands, just full of bikes. Sure, sure. But there, you know what? You know what? Uh, the Netherlands are also full of houses. There are houses. I thought you were windmills. Like let's okay, let's take your apartment for example, and uh, everyone tell everyone your address. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> let's just take you know your address for example. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jay. There how are how many doors here? How many doors here? One front door. Front door. Three, four, five total. Okay. How many cars do you own? Zero. So you have in your life no wheels. No wheels. Five doors. So win uh, doors. I'm well. I'm so I'm on the plus door category. My house has one, or it has your, uh, three. Your uh, condo. Four. Yeah. Um, I have my, nine my doors. house has ten doors. I have nine doors. You have nine doors? Closets. That's true. Oh, for counting closets. Yeah, those are doors. Then yeah. Then yeah, I've got twelve go I've got twelve doors. Twelve doors. Twelve doors. And you have a car. I, I borrow access to a I, car. I have access to a car. It's not always my car. Mm-hmm. I just usually watch that car for my in laws. Sure. Um but I don't but you know. But here's the other thing. So that's twelve to four. Here's the other thing. That I'm just th- I'm just now thinking of. All right. Uh, when a door is on a door, it's not a door. But when like a wheel is not on a car, it's still a wheel. That doesn't that doesn't that is not an, an, an that is not an equality in any cor- in any correct term. So you're telling me that like so a door. A door is only a door when it's in so hinges. S- no. Yeah. No. Yes. Then what is it? At the moment when it's not in its hinges, it's a piece of wood or aluminum. Okay, so what's a wheel? It's just rubber, yeah, and steel. But in it's still, I, I, but I don't it's think still I don't think that argument holds up can, for a hot second because it can travel. If it's laying on its side, it can't. But you got tip. I mean, does it same thing with a car? I'm just saying you're you are equating. No, that is not a one for one, sir. I think you have a pile of doors and a pile of wheels. You have a which pile one of burns wheels. longer? The wheels. The wheels. They burn uh, the, the for wheels a are, long. The, are the worst yeah, for the <laughs> and environment. They smell bad. Yeah. yeah. But I think the, the, you still have a pile of wheels where the doors are just like, oh, this is a pile of I'm wood. I'm just saying from a societal standpoint, we if, if there are more wheels than doors, we need to remedy that. You if know the, what I'm saying? That is true. Because everyone has... Public a do- transportation. Everyone has a door to their heart. Sure. You know? Well, on the subway, are, all, are those wheels? And on like trains, are those wheels at the bottom on the tracks? Would you consider those wheels? Of course, those are wheels, Lashy. Okay. What else would they be? Then trains and subways out wheels outweigh doors by like easily five to one. Yeah, I just I, I just think you're coming down to like there's there are huge apartment buildings with full of doors. Sure, and there are 
That's my favorite thing about New York City is that uh, you ask a lot of New Yorkers, like, mm-hmm. hey, do you know anyone in this that lives in this city that owns a car? And most people will tell you, no. No. No, I don't no, know I don't. anyone that owns a car. Then where, where are all of these cars coming from? Why is the parking such a nightmare in our neighborhood mm-hmm. when nobody I know that lives in this neighborhood owns a car? It's crazy to me. It's crazy to Maybe me. Maybe car owners are just unfriendly. I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, to be able to, like, you know, to nudge somebody out of a parking space. Is to, there an official answer to this question? Like, is no, there a legitimate? If there is, I'm sure Brian can tell us. But yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm going wheels. I'm going doors. I think wheels. And I think this is, I think this speaks to oh. our, why, why our energy works so well. Because I'm a wheel and you're a door? I would argue that I'm a wheel and you're a door. But we've seen, we found ourselves on the other side of the, on, on opposite ends of the Water of the wheels, baby. How many water wheels do you think there are in active in, in, in active uh, mode right now? A lot. What do you? What, in what way? You know, How gra- many mills have you gone to in the past? Stuff. Yeah, I'm sure in Europe. <laughs> How much fresh in <laughs> Europe? In Europe. Why not? They're more modern than we are in a lot of ways. You're telling me they still have mills? A lot of ways. Yeah. Water wheels? Sure. Why not? I would argue if you were going to come at me with like, well, dams are technically water wheels. Okay. Sure. I was thinking that. Water but, wheels? But held against Are them. you out of your mind? Are you Amish? What's wrong with you? I am not Amish. All right. Aggressively not Amish. There are more doors. I'm just saying. Team I, Wheel. We don't have time to talk about this anymore. We got it. We got it. Team Wheel. Let us know. YouTube comments. Go Let, for it. Yeah. Team go Wheel. Go absolutely nuts. There are obviously more doors, but that's fine. And also on Discord. Let us, and, and are cabinets doors? No. They're called cabinet doors. Yeah, but can't, a human can't get inside of it. <laughs> they access it. A cabinet's a door. Gotta be human size. I can't. Gotta be human size. Okay, so so a matchbox wheel is a wheel, but a door, but a cabinet door isn't a door because a wheel is it's it's transportation. It is moving the thing, aggressively moving the thing. I, I would say a that door, a, I would say that a, a cabinet. No, is a cabinet. Nope. I'm sorry. It's a door. Nope. It's to delineate one space. From another I'm space. not saying drawers are doors. I'm not here saying drawers are doors. I'm you here saying wrong. cabinets are doors. No, they're not. I'm not. It's the place where you hold the things. Um, you're going to get casually purged. Man. I'm <laughs> going to I'm gonna steal your identity on the casual purge. I'm going to lock you behind multiple doors. Uh, yeah. It'd yeah, like I'm going to wheel right through them. <laughs> man, remember the wheelers and that weird, uh, and that return to Oz I've movie? only seen that movie Dude. once because of the wheelers. Yeah, man. They were creepy as hell, and, and they get turned to sand. I per- yeah, that it's really upsetting. That, that scared the absolute F out of young Adam. And, like, that, and that lady switches her heads in a way that is really upsetting. And for me, watching that movie, I only saw that movie as an adult, and it still, oh. fre- it still freaked me out. Freaked your bean. The one thing that I couldn't get past uh, that was that the girl playing Dorothy is Vicky Valancourt from The Waterboy in a way that I, oh. like, cognitively, I couldn't get behind it. Oh, I see. It was just, sure. it was too much dissonance. I was like, this is the weirdest combination of movies to be in as an actor. Sure. And I can't, I don't know how, I can't really sign off on it. And I'm not sure why. She did a wonderful job. Sure she was fine. And she's great in mm-hmm. The Waterboy. Vicky Valancourt. Man, look, out of all the Adam Sandler movies, I feel like that movie doesn't get enough credit for being like that one's on Rushmore, in my opinion. Oh, really? If we're okay, we're doing uh, this is completely unrelated to anything, but welcome to welcome to the podcast. We're doing a Mount Rushmore of Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler movies. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Billy Madison. Obvious. These are obvious. These are obvious. These are obvious. Um, I'm putting Waterboy on there. Sure. 
Hmm. What would be the fourth one? Oh, it's um, it's a uh, Big Daddy. Oh, that was wholesome yeah. and nice. It's a great. That's a great yes. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, I don't know why people. Uh, there's like a weird. There's like a weird. Like Adam Sandler has like a weird group of like people who kind of like to rag on him. But I really like his movies are bad. I'm like, yeah, the grown up movies are bad, but also like they're consistent. Yeah. But he also has, I would say he hits more than he misses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The one with uh, him and uh, where he plays uh, uh, Andy Samberg's, like, uh, dad. Uh, Hot Rod? No. I don't. Have you never seen Hot Rod? I haven't seen it. Lashy, you would either love or hate Hot Rod. Really? It is a very polarizing film. Oh, okay. I love Hot Rod. Oh. Okay. But it is a weird movie. Sure. Anyways, we gotta keep. We gotta. We gotta on. keep moving. We gotta talk about this dopey movie. All right. We gotta t- all right we gotta t- that's been roll for convo. Um, team wheels. Team doors. Roll out. Keep it shut. Keep it tight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too. All right. I hate it. Um, <laughs> Since there's there's no plot drop to do or anything like no, that. No, there's I, not. I think we should just. Hey, Brian. The the we haven't really had a dystopian YA movie or real novel that's hit the pop culture no. in the past Fourth Wing a while now. I know you really like Fourth Wing. Yeah, I know. Um, Even but though it gets really porny. Apparently, it gets really porny. But why don't you give us some information about like the rise and fall of this YA genre? Because it really has like it disappeared. It has it's kind of disappeared. Yeah. In this segment that Jay. Oh. It's Jay's favorite. If you ask, him, <laughs> I was gun being, to his head. I was being a good, good boy, and I was pausing for the edit. Yes, but I didn't. We haven't gotten the, to the edit point did, yet. Did, 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 no. I was being good boy. Be good boy. Oh man, uh, Brian, why don't you roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage? Thank you, gentlemen. I was going to talk about the Hunger Game books and movies that made a lot of money and have a range of scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I was also going to talk about The Maze Runner, The Giver, Divergent, Ready Player One, The Fifth Wave, Ender's Game, The Host, Alita Battle Angel, and more. But what I want to talk about now is wheels versus doors. Okay, so I agree with Adam that there are more wheels, but I completely disagree with his assessment. Gears are wheels. Every machine has multiple wheels. But I also think that cabinets are doors. Anything that separates a space could be considered a door. It doesn't have to fit a human through it. You also have to decide if the door is the physical plank or if the door is the doorway. Regardless, with all of the pulleys, gears, cars, etc., bikes, I think that wheels come out on top. But then I put the question into ChatGPT and I got the following answer. It's challenging to provide an exact count of wheels and doors worldwide, as these are widespread components found in various objects and structures. However, if we consider common items and structures, there are likely more doors than wheels. Think about the number of doors in homes, buildings, vehicles, cabinets, etc. While wheels are prevalent in machinery, vehicles, and various forms of transportation, they might not be as numerous as doors in everyday life. Keep in mind that this is a general estimation and might vary depending on specific contexts and industries. Now, I still think wheels. 
Also quickly, my Adam Sandler Mount Rushmore. Again, this is just for me and doesn't include movies he starred in that aren't really Happy Madison movies like Punk Drunk Love or Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. My Adam Sandler Rushmore is Billy Madison, I quote it every day, Stop Looking at Me Swan. The Wedding Singer, no explanation needed here. The Water Boy, Gatorade, and Click. I think that Click is his best movie that balances silly humor with his heartfelt messages. And things that just missed were Big Daddy and Fifty First Dates. Anyway, back to you, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Thanks, Brian. Look at us pausing like good boys. Good, good boys. Good with that, boys. With that good edit point. Oh, man, look at us go. Almost as, as if we're professionals. Almost as if Almost we're professionals. Almost. Almost. We are just casually, we just not need, quite there yet. We just need the Top Golf sponsorship and we'll be there. Top Golf, huh? No, no, it's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, my dad would really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Top Golf is fun. They have nachos. Top Golf is not a place? what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay. YA dystopian movies. Slash novels that did turn into movies. Uh, I actually recently watched through the Hunger Games movies. Oh, you did? Again, with oh. Kimberly. That was like one of our, that was one of the movie franchises we watched while the baby was around. Ah, like was, the baby's not the, still when, around? No, he's no, he's around. But it, when he was like fresh. Oh, fresh out the oven? Yeah, when it was like, oh my God, like what do we, what do, we do? Ah. With, with all this time? Yeah, with like maternity leave era. Ah, you know? yes. The, yeah. do- the dog times. The, no, they were actually much better. Than, they were great. No, no, for me, them. Jay. Oh, yeah, because I was away. Yes. I want to have my sweet baby. Yeah. Um, he's such a little kitty. Um, I, I really love being a dad. Anyways, <laughs> um, I will say this. I think the Hunger Games movies do not get enough. Like, I feel like we have all forgotten how good those movies are. Okay. Those are great flicks. Okay. You don't agree with me. I never saw the third or fourth one. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, really? I never saw three and four. I would argue that I would argue that the movies the movies do the third book better than the third book does the third book. Because the third book is not straight great. garbage. It's not great. It sucks on a rope. Yeah, my only issue with the with the with the third book movie wise is that. I think, I think splitting them up into two movies mm-hmm. was kind of a, was was a mistake. Yeah, thanks Harry Potter. Thanks Harry Potter. Yeah, but that book was seven hundred pages. Yes, and had enough in each one. Here's to the do, thing to do the thing. I mean, they had enough to do in those two movies for sure. But for me, it makes the third movie kind of not have a lot going on in it. No, be, but it does expand like District Thirteen in a fun way. Okay, and they world build with District Thirteen in re- a really fun way. Sure, but for, to me, it like. I think when they split into three and four, that third book, mm-hmm. it made four that much better and action packed. But okay. you kind of had to, you kind of have to slog through the third movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think they land. I think the movies land the plane better than the books do. Oh yeah, because that's the, that's the problem. I when the first movie came out, I was like, oh, this was great. J Lo, uh, J Law is fantastic. This is yeah, she's this so is, good. Hey, you know what? I can, oh, all the trilogies are done. I'll just read these. I don't mind. And they're like 200 to 300 pages. Yeah. Wow. Right through them. That second book is incredible. The second book. And it's like, especially the ending of the second book. like, oh my God, surprise. Didn't see it coming. No, really didn't see it. Oh yeah. We were working this whole, the whole time to get you out of the thing for, cause you know, we're in district 13. 
oh, this is going to be a mate. And then the third book comes in and it's like, let's talk about propaganda. Yeah. And it's like, it, it really... But, but all, I think you also have, a, you have an underlying issue with the third book that I think isn't necessarily fair. Oh, that the ending is effing trash because it doesn't figure it doesn't finish the story. Oh no, no that's not what I'm talking about. It's the it's the veritable wheels versus doors of our friendship. And for those of you out here there ah. who might be turning this podcast off immediately after finding a about learning this this news, Adam, really, if you if you actually you know cross your eyes and think about it for a second, you would know that it to, it to be true, Adam is Team Gale from Hunger Games. Damn right. When it's when PETA is the best. But also, if we are characters from a YA adult, no, like a YA novel, you, I, you and I are Gale and PETA. So yes. it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Actually having agency and coming up with plans to destroy the bad guys, it's not my fault my plans were used by an actual other bad guy. Yeah, no, I mean... Or do, you could just be, you know, just manipulated do, by the, uh, the, the just by the bad guys the just, whole movie. Just do your best to be a good person, and it usually works out. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Just you know, I'm just gonna casually show up for the uh, for the Hunger Games. Look, just a casual can, look, Hunger Games. You can complain about. The I get brainwashed by the bad guys. Just be a tool for the man. That's great. You can complain about the third book of Hunger Games all you want, but I think. Compared to its, compared to the other third books that we get in this space, oh sure, we are eating real good. Well, here's the, here's the true issue for me personally. Besides besides the Gale versus Peter, besides uh, uh Rue, no, that's the girl from the first one. Uh, yeah, the 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 sister being killed uh-huh. at the end, like oh my god, and just everyone just explodes. Like wait, what? Uh, um, is the Katniss goes into a fugue state? For like the last twenty pages of the book, yeah, and when all the at least for me the interesting thing of like we broke the system that was oppressing us. How do we build back a system that now works for all of us? That that's what I really like. Yeah, it's like okay, like like why like Star Wars? Like okay, new rebellion or new a new republic? Like what are you doing to like help govern? Like and if I'm being out the honest, systems. everything we've seen about the Republic, I know is it's just like it's, it's not that it's not it's that a great. A bunch of marks, just like well, I guess. Well, but we, if they we actually, you know, the galaxy now. but if they could tell an interesting in our story, weird beige outfits, they could tell an interesting story of trying to build back. Hey, fellas, and I feel like the author decided to be like, I don't want to do that. Katniss is in, you know, in and out of a coma for the next twenty pages as people kind of yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's years later, and she's with Peta, and Gail found somebody else. But like, no, man, that the the interesting part was like, what happened right after? And I you're was just like, you're just bypassing it to get to the we're on a hill where lots of people died, but we have three kids, so everything's happy. Like, I'm gonna be honest man. with you, Lashi. I would highly recommend you watching book three and or watching movie three and four. I think you would actually like them. They stream they streamline things for sure. Like in a way that gives her more agency. That's because she she deserves. They really it. do a nice. I I people you know rag on those movies. I I think they're actually pretty darn good. Okay. And it also, uh, the third movie was difficult to follow. You know what the third? You know what the, the the fourth movie does that the third book did not achieve? Well, I don't know what they turned the capital into. The th- another Hunger Games. Right. They try to achieve that in the book, but it never quite landed. In the movie, it's like, oh, this feels like Hunger Games again. Okay, great. 
Yeah, because it, it's more like an obstacle course just to get to, to yes. snow. It makes it, they really yeah. do a nice job of like flushing that out and making that feel. And like the, the Finnick stuff is like Ugh, I actually still hate really that good. He died. Like, yeah, it's just the worst. Yeah. Especially after it comes light. Like, oh, what happened to that guy is like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, it was a punk move. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Oh, and then Cat just chooses. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I send everybody into a Hunger Games. Like, that's not. No. No. I don't believe. I, I not that character choice. I don't, that doesn't sound, that doesn't I feel don't right. believe that. I will say this. In the fourth movie, you there's there is she has a look on her face that you're just like, I'm not sure what you're doing right now. She's like, no. Like, when she chooses that, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, is she just trying to see what coin will do? Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a little bit of den- like, I think, man, Jennifer Lawrence is really incredible. Like, she's, I, uh, she get, she's better than people give her credit for. But I mean, like, again, but I think hasn't she hasn't she won an Oscar? No, they gave her credit for stuff. No, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> like, she, yeah, they have given her credit. Yeah, she tripped while <laughs> moon of the stairs. She's America's sweetheart. Like, no, 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 everyone loves her. Uh, she's amazing. Um, I even saw that new romantic comedy with her. Oh yeah, like, it was actually quite funny. Oh, that's great. Um, but I mean. <sighs> I think Hunger Games is obviously the best one. Well, it's but the one that started all of this. But there is a clear contender for a best book one out of all young adult. Sure. It's Maze Runner Holmes. Yes. That book, that first book, kicks so hard and don't stop kicking. It doesn't. Maze Runner is that first book is incredible. You love all the characters, you feel for all of them. It's like Lord of the Flies, but like better. It's just because it has an obstacle. Yes. What's going and a great mystery? What's going on with the maze? What are these machines? How can we figure out? To, clearly, there's a, there's an answer here. There's yes. an answer here somewhere. And we the answer figure- pays off in a good in a cool yes. way. Yes, it does. And then it goes so far off the rails, so fast, so fast. It was like, oh, this is all an experiment for what? Oh, this weird disease. Oh, and then at the end of the first book, you're like, that's enough. Okay. Wow. What? And then it's like, oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Because what do you do with how do you replicate the... Uh-oh. Yeah. We seem to have found ourselves in this corner that I have written myself in. How do oh, I... Oh, man. Oh, no. I oh, don't no. know how to get out of this corner. Um, they have because to they're get trying from point to point A to point B. They're then. trying to cure a disease that they never fully explain. They're trying, and in a way, they nip. My biggest because sol- solar flares, solar flares will get you. Get, you better get, watch well, out. Yeah, can wreck the uh, wreck the earth, They'll but also cause a t- t- zombifying disease. Yeah, man. And <laughs> what frustrated me the most about hunger about not, not hunger uh, about Maze Runner is that. They truly never explain to me how the maze experiment is going to help this disease. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, this is all experiments, so we could get what was it called? Like the solar the flare. The flare? The, 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 yeah. The flare, how, yeah. How? How did what yeah. variables yeah. were in your experiment? That were helping us solve the flare. The only thing. How does that I was, even track? I was the, I, the only thing that I my, either I composited it myself to make up a, a, my own reason, or there was just a couple of, was that they were trying to scan the brains of these teenagers, and somehow by them being able to 
solve the puzzle in front yeah. of them would allow them to decode some type of chemical in their brain that would ultimately lead to the... Guess what? It doesn't. Yeah. All, none of, all, it's for nothing. All of it is for nothing. They yeah. never solve... No. The, they never come up with a cure. It's the worst ending of it's, any YA of all, of all of them. Ah, Divergent yes. gets close. Divergence. Diver- well, Divergent suffers from being so convoluted. Yes. That it's it's hard to understand really what's going on. Because the, there's too many characters. It's a different convolution than Maze Runner. Yeah. Because Maze Runner had like, okay, we're in a weird si- situation. How do we figure out this mystery that we find ourselves in? Yeah. Cool. Divergent was, why is this society set up like this? Yeah. This doesn't what? Because like in Hunger Games, like everyone's you know there's like different like states you know with like oh this yeah. makes sense. There's a capital. I, this okay. I understand why a, a society would be structured like this. Yes. Because the people in power like wanted it that way. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That makes sense. But like humans how, are, can be cruel. Oh, absolutely. We can we can get behind that. That that, that, that you know yeah, that that's an easy sell. Yeah, yeah. But in Divergent, that's why we have the casual purge, so everyone <laughs> can get worked that out. You know. <laughs> Divergent is just like, why is Chicago divvied up into different ways people just are? I don't... But Divergents are the, what we're supposed to be attaining here. But uh, that but just means the you people have unpa- all don't. your feelings? Bro, I, I don't... Wait, what? This sounds Divergent like- to me felt like the giver with guns. <laughs> you know what? I, I, don't know, I don't know the giver. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually... It's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's a little bit more. It's a skewing. It skews even a little younger than like YA. Oh really? But like it's. I think the Giver is like where YA kind of like started. Oh, I would argue that the Lottery even that was a book that like people read and was like, oh, interesting. And then it went from there. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, may I can't Maze Runner the third Maze Runner book I read as a bit. Because my one of my roommates and I were reading Maze Runner at the same time, but he was reading much faster than I was, and I made it to the end of the second book, and I was like, yo, this sucks. And my roommate goes, yo, the third one's even worse. And I was like, well, let's go. Let, well, how we gotta, bad could it how bad be? Could it possibly be the ending of? I, and I started as a bit, and I went in it with a with a good humor, knowing it was going to tank. Mm-hmm. And the ending made me so upset that I literally like got rid of my copies of the book. Wow! It, like I I was even going in with as a bit, knowing it was going to be bad. The ending infuriated me so much that I felt like I had wasted my time. Yes, yes, yeah. Clearly, you had an idea for a very good first book. Yeah. But then at, you had nothing after that. You nothing. were just like, I, I mean, I'm in the uh, flare. Uh, go from point A to point B. Uh, get the cure. Uh, just go through the story and betrayal and just start, just I just start over. Like, just start all just society over. over on an island somewhere. I don't know where. You just got pushed through the magical door that just was I don't remember that technology being anywhere in any of the other books, but like no, Wicked's got just door. And tech. how does a maze experiment lead to all of this? <laughs> what about the maze experiment helps this? What? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Either. I think we can do better. 
I think we and can I think we do shall. better. And we will do better. What's, a, what's our book called again? So our tri- No, it's not the book. It's our trilogy. It's our trilogy. The I'm trilogy? so sorry. I'm so sorry. Get your vernacular right, Jay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get I'm that sorry. D6 ready. Get, that okay. warm, get it warmed up. All right. Uh, we are about to embark upon coming up on the spot, the Midnight Enigma the trilogy. The Midnight Enigma. Oh, baby. We're starting from scratch here. Okay. All right. So, just with the title alone. Okay. Um, the Midnight uh, Enigma. Cool. We don't. So we we are. So the first role. I'll tell you the title. of The first role. Okay. The are the, the first category for the first role is the protagonist's special thing. Okay. So that is all we don't. Uh, and I'll tell you. Like, I'll tell you all of them after we're done. We're rolling Great. them. But we just got to figure out what is their special thing. What is what makes our protagonist special in the first movie of the Midnight Enigma? Four. That's another four. I've been right. ro- literally. I've been rolling fours all day. Oh, okay. This is great. The protagonist has the strongest will and is the bravest of anybody. Okay. Our protagonist does not stop. Our our protagonist doesn't. All I will say is the concept of the Midnight Enigma mm-hmm. makes me think about. It makes me think of like an enigma machine. Okay. And like it makes me think of like, I think we're dealing with, I think we're dealing with the concept of similar to the wheel of time. Okay. I feel like we're dealing with a a world in which fate, a, a world in which fate is like, there's almost like a steampunk-esque enigma machine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of let's say that like the gears the the gears turn at, at, and the, and the fates decide like that's a thing they say sometimes okay and I feel like um, we exist in a world in which um, people are the concept of like a strong will mm-hmm. allows you to influence your destiny okay in a way and we're dealing with a world here that like. That has been beaten down. Well, we don't. That's one of the categories coming oh, up. Okay, okay, of, okay, okay, of okay. What okay, happened? Okay, okay, to, okay. What, what happened to the world? What happened to the world? Yes. Okay, great. That category is coming up. I think what is special about our protagonist. What are we going to call him? Guy or girl? Guy or girl? Hmm. You know what? Let's roll. Sure. Uh, so uh, even, f- even, even, boy, odd girl. Okay. Boy. Boy. With, with a six. With a six. Okay. We gotta come up with a good name. We gotta come up with a good name, and it's gotta be kind of weird. It's gotta be a little weird, like kind of like Star Wars, like weird spelling of a name. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But this kid's got a strong will and is really brave. Brave. And I'm choosing to be brave as um, like Green Lantern type. No, that's exactly and where my head's overcoming going to. fear. Overcoming fear. Yeah. Um. So it's not that he doesn't have fear. It's just he's able to work himself through that fear to be able to do the things other people won't do. So he's got a strong will. What's a good uh, I think his name is Shard. Shard? Shard. Shard. Okay. His name is Shard. Not like Chard, like the greens. I'm saying Shard, like a shard of glass. Yep, okay. His name is Shard. Uh, what's the last name? Shard. First, first thought was gr- uh, granite, but that's, that's too close. Shard granite? That's, that's, not, not, that's, not, that's not right. That's not quite right. Okay, well, let's, 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 let's live in granite for a second. Okay. Like shard, um, 
like granite or like some kind of stone, or like some kind of earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking something like earth based, rock based, like Terra. I think shard Terra something. Oh, because that's like earth Terra. It is. That's right. Hmm. Well, okay. Oh, we could we could also create a world here in which, uh, like last names are kind of weird. Sure. You know that's also kind of in there. Yeah, it's always. In I there. think. Okay. Okay. I think his name is Shard One with Terra. Oh, like one with Terra. Sure. Like one with the Earth. Okay. And so he's like part of like uh, like you know if we're breaking this up into elements until the Fire Nation attacks. Until the Fire Nation attacks. <laughs> um, yeah, his name is Shard One with Terra. Which and means I, that he's probably like his father's probably like a pottery guy or something like that. Yes, he's probably yes. like from his a, father a, is a potter because his name is Shard. Yeah, yeah, like a shard. Yeah, that's great. His father is a potter, and I think his strong will and his uh, like his strong he has a strong enough will to kind of influence his destiny, but he has to learn how to control it. Because if you are uh, a strong enough will to control your destiny, mm-hmm. you can influence you can influence other people's into destinies that may not be their own. Oh, mm-hmm. and so he has to overcome the fear of using this ability because it might hurt those that he loves. Okay, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, because the because the 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 gears of the enigma. Are are very are very fickle, mm-hmm. and so in order to if you if you can't control your you know if you can't control the outcome of your own destiny, you can also wiggle other people out. Okay, great, great. Okay, so now we know who our main character is. Shard great. one with Terra. We need to, now it's time for the primary the primary relationship drama. Oh, also before wait, sorry before we get to the next part, the this was the other protagonist special things. Uh, let, me, let me let me mark down because. Brian able to I can mark a winner. So the the other ones were uh is the protagonist is a secret healer. Okay. Uh the protagonist is a chosen one and then we would how we'd fit that yeah, into somewhere. Absolutely. Uh the protagonist is the only person who can dream. Whoa, that's a neat that's one. That's heavy. Uh the protagonist is related to somebody important within the story. Or the protagonist is connected to something deeper than themselves, however that fits. Oh, interesting. I think we got a good one. Yeah, I'm happy with the one we got. Okay, the next one. The primary relationship drama. Okay. So it's like the love, the love triangle, parental issues, sibling stuff. Four, Yahtzee. We've gotten a four for every single one of these. Okay, Shard is in a long-distance relationship. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, there's clearly like another town somewhere where he has maybe a childhood friend that they he still writes. A long distance. Well, I I, I liked. Well, I mean, okay. That he's. I mean, this this will start him on his journey because he wants to get to his friend. My head is in the headspace. Okay. This and this concept of like the, our steampunk mm-hmm. wheel of time vibe. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna throw in a little bit of Loki here. Oh. I think I think they're the the gears, the the Enigma gears of fate, mm-hmm. is like is a full on construct that is so, like is something that like maintains our like their their timeline. Sure. Okay. 
and it's a large structure and it's a large complex. I think Shard is in a long distance relationship with someone that works there. At the factory or at the machine? At, at uh, the... Let's just call it the Enigma. Okay. Um, Who tends to the machine? Or just works, like, is just a, you know, is just a worker bee in this huge complex. Okay. And it's maybe, now the question is, is it a good thing to work there? Or is it like the kind of thing where, like, in order to properly work there, like, is it the kind of thing where, like, the only way you can work there is if, like, you don't really have a future? It's like the machine has already determined that. The machine has already determined that, like, you're just going to work and die at the Enigma. Whoa. So, like, it's kind of a bad place to go. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he's, like, worried about, let's say, his older brother. Okay. Is that Does that technically, cog, like, constitute as a, as a long-distance relationship? That's not what I would define it as. Okay, well, no, uh, I, I would Long-distance long relationship is usually romantic in, in general. Okay. Or at least attempting to be. Okay. So, it's, it's like his... His, like, childhood crush, let's yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Like, they grew up together. They're not really an item, but, like, he, you know. There was a spark of something when they were younger, yes. but then she got, uh, they got pulled into the machine. Yeah. They were told, oh, well, you work at the machine. Yeah, and you work knows at the what Enigma. That means. You work at the, yeah, you work at the Enigma, and that's just what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the TVA, honestly. Mm-hmm. Now that more explained, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, just kind of, like, you don't really have a future. Mm-hmm. Or a past, for that matter. Um. The other primary relationship stuff that was uh, in here was mother-daughter issues, sibling issues, a love triangle, father-son issues, or father-daughter issues. Well, basically the normal stuff. Okay, so his childhood crush, who may or may not have been able to have a relationship with him at some point, um, got pulled into the enigma. Yeah, and I feel like maybe she is writing... Something's weird about like her... her uh, she notices something about the machine yeah. that's giving Shard uh, like a uh, uh, be able to to put couple things together. Yes. To maybe wait a second, I need to get you out of there. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna force Destiny to make sure you have a future because everyone yes. knows that anyone who works at the Enigma doesn't. Yes. Absolutely. And I want to give you a chance at the future. Yeah. So he's got to save it from the machine. But he also doesn't know how to control his abilities. So he's got to... Uh, is, uh, yeah, at this point, I think he doesn't even realize it's an ability. He's just... He's yeah. a shard just doing his thing. And he's the one, he just wants to get something done. Yeah. And they're not, I, I think he's not quite sure why people are trying to fight him on that. Yeah. He's not... It's like, like, no, no, really you, you know your slot. In, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess, like Krypton. No, no, you, you were born a soldier, you're going to be a soldier. No, no, you're yeah. born a farmer, you're born a scientist. That's your role. Yeah. It was like, and, you know, it's like, no, no, I want to, you know, we, we birth things off of, uh, you know... Giant machines and egg sacs. Like, no, no, we want to do it the normal way. Yeah. Get out of here, Jor-El. Yeah, creepy guy. You weirdo. Yeah, weird guy. Um, okay. So that's okay. That's I think that's a really good thing. I think I think we're so far so good. We're off to the races. Okay, now for the world. Okay. What happened to the world in order to set up this that this Enigma machine is now the thing that has absolutely you know this whole thing that's holding society together. If I roll a four, I swear to God. Two. A two. Oh, this works. Okay. A spirit realm is starting to merge with Earth. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. 
Okay, so maybe the little, little Dresden rules, like it started as the spirit world was kind of entering into our same time space. Technology was starting to go a little bit haywire, and steampunk was the highest level of tech we could. This, I think, maybe this is the 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 spirit world. It's basically um, the reason that the Enigma machine machine had to be built was because our like this planet this reality was starting to shift into other planes of reality. Okay. And happened to be, happened to be shifting into a, into a, a reality in which was basically just populated by like evil spirits. Oh, okay. And so in order to keep the Enigma machine going, mm-hmm. the Enigma machine maintains the, the like, and that's why most people don't like don't enforce their will at all on what they just, happens to they them. They just go with what the machine says. They, they don't want to. They know that if the Enigma machine stops, this other realm is going to come through and destroy their realm of reality. Oh boy. Okay. You know what so I mean? So Shard actually just trying to do his own thing actually threatens. Threat. That's why everyone's trying to stop him because it's like, hey, you really can't break out of this because if you do, like, you We're don't understand. Screwed. You don't understand what's at stake. Yeah. Society's hanging on by a thread. Yes, this is good. This the is the only thing standing between us and annihilation is this the machine and him trying to get to the Enigma to save his like long lost, you know, like crush could like actually has serious ramifications. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's we never established what uh her or his name is. We're rolling it. Sure. We're rolling uh, it. Same as before, evens uh, uh evens male. guys, odds girls. It's a guy. All right. Great. Great. We're gonna call him uh hmm. well no well, my, my brain went go my brain went um, because my brain goes, um, like I want to like expand on the one with Tara aspect. Sure. So Larry, Larry, sure. <laughs> first, first thought, best thought. Yeah. Larry. Yeah. No, it's spelled L A R apostrophe. Yes. Oh yeah. It's got to You can't no. just, you can't be right across the plate. It's got to be Larry. No, no, no. I'm no, no. That was, that was a joke. No, nope. I do. No, I don't know. That's not serious. I'm above table. No, no, no. That was just a joke. Let's for say Larent. Larent. Oh, I like Larent. Larent. That's cool. Um, let's say Lar- it's Larent. Uh, something water-based. I, yeah, I was thinking water. I was thinking water. Larent, uh, uh, Larent, ty, uh, Larent, servant of tides. Servant tide? Servant tide, yes. Larent, servant tide. Then that's like what the water people are called. Cool. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know how elements have fit in. Well, but, it's the spirit realm, so like, you know. Yeah, it's the elements are big in the spirit realm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So society is is holding on by a thread. Larry's servant tide is there. there is is uh, shards long lost crush. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're inseparable as kids. Great. Yeah, and the spirit realm is slowly encroaching and is slowly merging with our dimension. And the only thing keeping and this is I, I would now I don't know the the next thing by the way is the hook 
of okay. So we we're still stuck. Yeah. So yeah, this is great. Oh, no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we we, are, we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. I don't know. This is all working I together, know, we're, man. We're, we're crushing. Oh, by the way, before we roll the next one, the other things that were in that category, okay, uh, was Earth is not habitable due due to pollution and humans are colonizing the rest of the solar system. Oh, that's fun. That's pretty cool. Uh, an asteroid has hit Earth, ruining the atmosphere, devastating the population. Okay. And all the infrastructure of the world. Uh, a genetic plague took out sixty percent of the Earth's population. A natural disaster. Natural disasters are out of control, so everyone lives in large groups and safe spaces based on their geographical location. Okay. And a prophecy predicts the end of the world, and humanity is preparing for it. Oh, that's pretty neat too. And that would have that would have fit really well mm-hmm. with what we're doing. Great. What's the next one? Okay, so the next thing is the hook. Yeah. Um. This is the. So we got we got the world, but now here is. You guys with the stories, like, even though I feel like we've pretty come up with our own decent hook so far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this will probably um, amplify what we've already come up I with. I love it. I love all it. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Four. <laughs> Four is all around, baby. Okay. Mm. This, uh, Just hit me. Okay. We can make it work. There's a cursed academy for teenagers. With a labyrinth in the middle that is always the final end of year test. No, dude. Okay. that We can make that work. Here's okay. how we can make that work. Okay. Here's how we can make that work. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Chaser. Okay. Um, uh, okay. All right. So Shard's trying to get Terrence. So Shard, Shard is uh, Larent. Is sent to the Enigma machine, right? But Shard is sent to. It, they they realize what he's capable of from a uh, from a strength of will. He's been a willful and, child, and he has and his special ability to basically build his own destiny. Mm-hmm. And so, oh wait a second, what? If, oh 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 oh. Okay, so since the Enigma machine is like can tell like knows the people's future. Yes. That's why Larent was pulled out of school yes. and just sent to the work at the machine. Yes. Shards wasn't been able to be read, read by the machine. So he is sent to this special school. Yes, because the machine can't read him. Yes. So, and so he is what, what's called uh he is what's called a fate walker. Ooh. Okay. Be- and so he goes to this special academy for people to be able to like be able to control their will. And to be able to build their own destiny because they are important to the Enigma machine okay. in ways we don't fully understand or explain. Okay. But again, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like for them to be able to to build their own destiny while also not throwing anyone else off of theirs. Okay. So to be able to wield their will. Okay. And I think that all I mean, just for funsies' sake. Mm-hmm. I think that also means that they have some kind of telekinetic powers. <laughs> okay. Well, my thought was with this uh, labyrinth in the uh, in the middle is the final the end of your test. The trick to that labyrinth is that you have to force the labyrinth to let you out. I th- yes, I think it's the labyrinth has no exit there, yes. unless you, you make, make it. it. Yes, you can just Woo! you can be wandering forever. I just got goosebumps. Yes, that's the trick. He to realizes it. that he ha- yeah he has to bend the labyrinth to his own will. Yes, in order to get himself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
we basically just weaponized Oprah's The Secret. Is basically <laughs> yeah, but I think they have some kind of te- like their will, that, like they have their will manifests obviously from the Morphin Grid. Uh, Jay, That's that, just was, how that works. was a given. We didn't have to roll for that. It, mod- the, yeah, it comes the Morphin from the Morphin Grid, grid. Yeah. Um, but it, their will also has the ability to manifest in like with like psychic abilities. Sure, and Shard has to get out of the school so he can get to Larence. Yeah. And get him out of there. And he I don't think it goes well, but I think we get to meet like a, a ragtag group of characters. Well, that's the other thing. Like this school is also, I would think, trying to do their best to either have them control it or they control or them. Neutralize them. Yes. Yes. If you don't pass your test, you're turning into eels and you're going in this little I pond. love this. I love this. You just got air tuzid. Okay, great. <laughs> I think he, he's trying to get out of this school. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think this is good enough for a full movie. Sure. That's so. That's the hook. Here comes here comes the wild card. Okay. Of the first okay, story. Okay, great. Because that's the thing. My brain is starting to think of like hooks and wild yeah. cards, and I'm realizing that doesn't necessarily. Uh, we already, play. Brian already thought about it. <laughs> yeah, man, we're running too fast for yeah. this. Okay. Uh, here are the other here are the other hooks, real quick, before we move on to the next category. Um, multiple islands are used to house the youths of the society. Yeah. Dreams are treated as real future. Oh, okay. That would have helped for us a lot. Yeah, that would have helped. Um, community members have a history of disappearing the day after their birthdays. They return with no memories of the missing time. Ooh. Uh, everyone in society has a different level of memory loss, and genetics of the youth are being modified oh, okay. for the other ones. But I think we, yeah, I think we nailed ours. Okay, the next one, the next category is the wild card. Probably right. this is probably what's going to go on in the two. Two. Okay. The antagonist is related to one of the main protagonist's characters. Wait, one more time? The antagonist is related to one of the main protagonist's characters. We don't have an antagonist yet. We don't have an antagonist yet. We don't know. We don't have anyone uh, trying to stand in the way of Shard uh, getting out of the school and getting to Laren. Okay. I think we come back to this then. Okay. Because I think maybe something else will present us with... Well, here's the thing. The next category is the plot twist that happened at the end of the first movie. And I think we might get... I think from this plot twist, we might be able to work backwards and get ourselves an antagonist. Okay. Because at the moment, the antagonist is the society. Sure. The the Enigma machine itself. But we can't can't necessarily fulfill that yet, I don't think. Sure. I think we need to move on. I think we need to roll the next one, and then we can work our way backwards. Okay. So real quick, the other wild cards then are. I know you don't like that. No, no, it's okay. Let me just make sure. I just, I, I just <laughs> I mark it. <laughs> I like to work forward, but uh, okay. okay. Mark that as the winner. Um, Good. I, I will be checking your work afterwards. See that here. you do. Uh, a teenager's number four. Okay, great. Boop. Oh, that's five. There we go. Thank you, Brian, for being let me be able to check things. Okay. The other wild cards. Uh, the protagonist is a twin. Uh, magic is treated as a myth. Okay. You need to have a character named Franklin. <laughs> That's a good wild card. Uh, what money, do you get when you gobble down sweets? Uh, money is bottle caps. Okay. okay someone's playing Fallout. Yeah. And uh, you have to start with a mysterious prologue scene at a zoo. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think we did, we did good. We got we okay. did we did good that yeah. category. Um, okay. So since we do, we we're leaving the antagonist op- TBD at the moment. Okay. So the plot twist at the end of movie one is roll the dice a big old nat one that one baby the protagonist has a stolen identity okay 
Okay. The protagonist has a stolen identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think... I think we learn... At, I think what the, the, the overall, like, struggle of this movie is... Uh, is that Shard is trying to... Is desperately trying to get out of this academy. Okay. Shard... Um, Shard having to when he eventually we meet all of his fun cast of like of 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 school characters and we get some other ones mm-hmm. we don't have time to write those right now no but we could um, we could have had time in order to time. he re, uh, he realizes that like something is going down at the Enigma and wants to save Larent um, but in order to do so he has to graduate from this school but it seems like all of everything about what's happening with him mm-hmm. is rigged in order for him to not be able to graduate. Right. They're trying to keep him to, yeah, they don't want um, him to pass. And we find out, um, oh, it could be that he's related to the antagonist. Yes. I think the enigma and like the general overall uh, uh, concept of this is that there there was like, we're, we're dealing with a world that at one point had a rebellion that wanted the spirit world to merge Wanted to just like let it happen, okay. As like a natural occurrence, and it's they're viewed as like they're they're viewed as uh, they're like they're like the the we'll call them uh, um, the shadow fans. They're big fans of the shadow. Sure, okay. Um, and we come to find out that the reason that um, he that he is his powers are off the charts, but the reason they're trying to like get him to fail out of the school, and the reason why the headmaster hates him so much, mm-hmm. is that he was he is his father is not actually his father. His father um, was the the leader of the Shadow Fans. Okay, that was staging this rebellion, mm-hmm. and uh, Shard affects the labyrinth so much that he basically, instead of leaving the school, he realized like he moves the labyrinth in such a way that he makes his way to like the archives to learn this secret. So the whole time there's like little like bits and pieces of, and that's why Larence messages are weird because Larence at the Enigma machine mm-hmm. and knows something's wrong with his destiny. Um, and so Laren is sending code in the letters that lead him into the mystery of him trying to uncover. And what he inevitably uncovers is that his actual father is the leader of the shadow fan group. Okay. And, the, and then it, what, and the, the twist being like in the prophecy, it, he makes his way to the prophecy room mm-hmm. uh, there and the twist is, is that his prophecy is to fulfill his father's dream of destroying the Enigma. So his stolen identity is that his father uh, is who now? Not the Shadow Fam, the one who raised him. It was just someone, like, he was just like, he raised him because he was told And that's to. the stolen identity. Yes. And so, like, whenever they're, like, in school and they learn about... I think, like, a lot of it is, like, you know, fulfilling your prophecy mm-hmm. as as a uh, as a fate walker. And something always felt off about his prophecy because it wasn't actually his. Right. Because everyone looks down on the fate walkers. Yeah. 
because they could ruin they could ruin reality. They could ruin reality. So they want they want them to do so they like really don't want him to live up his his prophecy. But that's why lots of weird stuff is happening at the school because he is walk. He's not fate walking. Okay, so the antagonist is related to the main uh, protagonist character. So the antagonist is the. That's what I'm saying. Is a school Well, I'm, I'm playing... I'm just getting a little bit fast and loose here. Okay. We don't need to be exactly letter of the law, spirit sure. of the law. Sure. I'm saying our character is related to, quote-unquote, the antagonist. Oh! The quote-unquote antagonist. You know what I'm saying? Oh! I mean, granted, I don't know how this is going. I see and what I you're think saying. Yeah. Oh! That's what I mean. That's his stolen identity. And everyone his... knows the leader of the Shadow fans... And, yeah. he, and he, but it turns out you're actually Darth Vader's son. Yes. <gasps> but he's a bad guy. Right? But no, maybe he's not. But his act, and he but finds, maybe he's not. he moves, but maybe the, he's he not. moves the labyrinth in order to get his actual prophecy mm-hmm. and finds out that he is, he is not who he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. His dad's not or his Or he dad. sees the face in the prophecy that he's been working with and mm-hmm. it's not his. Oh, so, oh what's my prophecy? Like it's too dangerous. That's why the shark, that's why the Enigma machine can never find him because he's under the wrong name. Yes, yes, yes. Bum bum. Yes, bum. this is so fun. So he gets out of the school, right? Does he get out of school at the end? Of the, I mean, because we're now to the we're now think, we're now to the next movie. So does I, he get out of the school? I think he bails on school in order to find because Laren obviously knows something. Mm-hmm. And so he in like so he doesn't pass, but he's able to will himself out of this academy. Yes, against everyone's wishes. Yeah. And now the movie ends with him being like, "I feel like stop, rah, 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 rah. and he I just have, and I also want to I like wills I, the door behind him. Is I have like, to find my real dad mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on. And he just walks. And it's just brightly lit, right? It's just white. And yeah. it's, it's a whiteout because he yep. walks into the light. Hell yeah! Into the first movie. Hell yeah! Yes. Got to find his okay. dad. Got to free Laren. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So here, okay. So now we're starting <laughs> movie two of the uh, Midnight it. Enigma trilogy. Loving it. Um, do we need to have a name for our first movie in the Midnight? We don't have time. We don't we, have time. We're, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. We're now new, 15. Let's new tr- character for the second movie. Roll the dice. We got a new character. One. A new love interest to woo the main character. All right. Craig. Craig. How do you spell it? Or, though? I mean, he could, he could be, you know, I mean, short hey, well, could be yeah, bi. Yeah, let's let's, let's do... He's not. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> he is not. That, was, that is a substantial six. Yeah. All right. Uh, new love interest. What is this person? What is this guy's name? Craig. It's, it's Craig. How, Craig. Do, how do you spell Craig? Craig. With like an unlaut somewhere in there? With a it K? Is. It is K R A Y I G. Why? Oh, wow. Craig. 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 It's Craig. Yeah. His name's Craig. Craig. Okay. What is the. Oh, by, here's the other new characters, by the way, BT Dubs. Um, it's a pair of creepy twins, uh, half person, half animal sidekick, bad guy turned good, grizzled old veteran of a past war giving out advice. Or uh, Justice Winslow, formerly of the Portland, Trailbla- Portland Trailblazers, he underwent season season-ending surgery on his ankle. Oh, in March of twenty oh, uh, of this year. Oh, oh, sorry, Justice. Okay, so That's Brian uh, new, for bringing it down. Yeah, bring down the bring down the vibe there. 
So Craig, he's so uh, Shard's gonna meet Craig. Okay, here's, in this a, movie. here's what I think. Here's what I think. Uh, who I think Craig is. Okay. I think Craig once they're in the wilderness making their way to the Enigma. I think Craig is a part of a tribe that specifically that specifically uh, tries to embrace this shadow dimension. And like oh, can, he's one can, of the shadow fans. Can commu- no, I don't think he's a shadow fan. Oh, I think, I think uh, they they are a tribe that like believes in in like harmony between these two dimensions. Oh yes, and like existing like not necessarily in the same plane, but like close to one another. And mm-hmm. so like he can talk to the shadows. Peaceful coexistence. Yeah, and he like he gives him like special like shadow powers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we have a new location for the second movie. All right, I need me. you to roll you. Okay, well, then roll. we can we'll make it. We'll work back with another, another one. <laughs> Hit me. A special bathroom. A special bathroom. What? That's from the second Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. Oh. Special bathroom. That's kind of a dead end. That's not that <laughs> it. Jay would like to use his wait, one look. That, wait, so it's new this. location, a special oh, okay. bathroom. A new location. Yes, okay, a, new, a location. new location. So it doesn't have to, the, the whole thing doesn't have to take place there. No, it's just a the, it's just a, a new location that's in the second movie here. A special bathroom. I mean, would you like to use a luck point and re-roll that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Brian. Jay glows five. and rolls a five. The ocean. The ocean. Yes. That works because yeah. that's where Larent's from. That's yeah, they go to the ocean to, to get uh, to get an idea of where Larent might be in the Enigma cuz I think the Enigma's like I think Massive. the Enigma's huge. I think yeah. it's like a whole country. Oh, or like or like con- Vatican on a much larger scale. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mountain. It's like a huge yeah, it's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, so like I a think, Mount Fuji type of thing. Like the city is built, the steampunk city is built around this but massive I think, complex. I think Craig, Craig. Um, uh he I think his people are they're like they're boat people. They live on the sea. Not boats. Not boats. Oh, okay, yeah. This yeah. could be like a friend of Larence from, you know, yeah. for the, a friend of his family. They're the, yeah. They, so they, when yeah, when Shard shows up and I was like, hey, I'm trying to free your son, Larent, and like he was a friend of mine as a, as a, as a kid, I'm like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Craig Free, uh, uh, free Tide, as opposed to Servant of, servant of the Tide. Yes. It's free, the Free Tide people are the ones that communicate. They basically like, they follow, they follow the... They follow the sh- like where the the, the ebb the, and flow of the, the spirit ebb and flow realm? of the spirit realm across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, great. Sorry, man. Bathroom wasn't it, Bri. Sorry, Bri. Um, see you, I see. I see you. We could have gone to Narnia. We could have gone completely nar- nuts. Well, here here are the other uh, special lo- new locations for the second movie: a barn with a trap door, <laughs> the moon, an abandoned movie set, or an underground lab. Okay. But the ocean is it yes. totally works for what we're doing. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so uh, so Shard shows up to the ocean uh, to uh, get intel on Larence uh, yeah. from his family. He uh-huh. meets Craig. Craig. There is okay. definitely a little spark there as yeah. he's learning a little bit more about between the he now knows between the Shadow fans who his dad is the leader of. They yeah. like clearly want the the Shadow world or the the spirit world to absorb. Yeah. Uh, you know, to uh, I guess our reality. And he wants to know what his own prophecy is, mm-hmm. and clearly, and it's not there. It's been taken to the Enigma. Because we we now this is uh, so Craig and the the Free Tides uh, people are that's that third way. He came from the society of people like trying to just hold what we have the status quo of what we have. We got to stake yes. where we are. 
um, his dad apparently is the bad guy who just wants the shadow or the spirit realm to just absorb and be this fine. And the free tide people, Craig's people, are trying to like figure out co uh, coexistence. A coexistence. So it's that okay, or like or a yeah, a middle and, ground. And um, everyone, I was think we're almost the the plot twist of uh, movie two here. So at this point, I would think the antagonistic force of um, the people from the town or the, the headmaster master are still hunting him yeah. because no one's ever just done that before. Yeah. Because, and they also know, I mean, this is retconning stuff, but I think, I, I think that there's uh he know he's tr- trying to find his dad cause he wants to know where he came from, but he also knows that like, he probably would be someone that would help him get his help him be able to get his prophecy mm-hmm. and his prophecy is at, and we find out from Laird that the prophecy is at the enigma and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think he's being chased by people from the school, but I also think there's there are also shadow fans there that for some reason don't want him to find don't want him finding his dad, or thinks he's just part of the school mm-hmm. and part of the status quo, and so they want to take him out anyways. Yeah, he's he has a he can unravel everyone's plans. Yeah, and so with but the power of Craig, Craig and by using, his side, yeah, he utilizes like the shadow powers in order to like fight. As well. Which leads us to the plot twist okay. of movie two. Yes. We need to roll roll Yo, for plot twist. Yes. A three. three. Ooh, an odd number finally. Okay. Part or all of what they experienced was a simulation. I mean it's interesting. It could ver this second book could very well be. He never left the labyrinth. He never left the labyrinth. But, but when he get, finally makes his way out of the labyrinth, um, we realize it wasn't it wasn't out it was not necessarily out of his control. It wasn't someone input like it wasn't someone like it was a pushing, simulation of his own making. Yes. I think it's like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, hey, these are all things that are like. He asked the questions in the archive. He was trying to figure out with, what, you know, all of this the was, te- all of this information was technically real and technically happened. Mm-hmm. He's, his body is still in the labyrinth, but he willed and projected his spirit. So everything actually happened, but he was just asked, he was astral projecting his own will. Out into the world, he did walk out into a white room at the beginning of the last end yes. of the first movie. Yes, and that's another reason why he's dangerous, because he his will is so strong that he can ask to project his own destiny. Because at a certain point, he's in a you know he fights or something, and he already gets in a fight, and the you know it looks like he's about to die, and then all of a sudden the blade just goes through him. Yes. What? Oh no. Yep. And then we're like, oh. Yeah, I think he fi- I think he finds his dad and oh. finds the information he needs to get his prophecy. Mm-hmm. But then for but the twist being his dad tries to murder him, but he's not actually there. Yep. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. We're good at this. We are very good at this. We're good at this. Um here are the other plot twists from uh movie two. The, the main character is sacrificed. Whoa. Whoa. 
Um, something the character thought was true about their world is not true. Okay. Uh, one of your characters develops powers. A tangible item that was mentioned in passing earlier in the story comes back to be super important to the plot. <laughs> and uh, they find a map leading to some, to leading them to some sort of treasure. Okay. I think we did a really good job with what we were given. Yeah, I'm really happy with that, actually. Okay. I think that's really fun. So it turns out he never left the labyrinth. He's still at the school. He's but, still at the school. But everyone, but everyone outside of it, the forces outside, know where he is, which is yeah. still close to the town, which is close to the Enigma machine where he still needs to go. He, he know, And he knows where his prophecy is now. He's got to go to the machine. And clearly something's been happening with the, the writings from Laren that something is happening to them. And he knows he, he has to go to the Enigma machine. Time's running out. Yeah. 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 So it's the midnight, uh, midnight Enigma. The Midnight Enigma. Here we go. Yeah. Movie three. Okay. It's going to be a little bit of a jump, time jump here. Awesome. We're, we're going to find out what that time jump is when Jay rolls the dice. Six. Uh-oh. Okay. It takes place parallel to movies one and two. The third one? This is a parallax. I'm going to say, to make this work, only part of it. So it, it will start in parallax before it ramps up into um, getting shard back as the main character. Oh. So we have to follow these for the first act here. We need to follow somebody else. Okay. That, with events going on that leads up to um, pr- pr- presumably shard getting out of the school. I think that we focus on Laren then. I think we do. I think, I think we, we f- absolutely do. In, and we find out more about the Enigma. Mm-hmm. We find out more about what's going on there. And we find out about, like, it could be interesting to know about, like, every, like, the rigid, the rigid adherence to, like, what everyone's prophecy is mm-hmm. and what that looks like and what's going on, what's going on with Laird at the Enigma while all of this is going down. And I think. And I think we're finding out, I think we find out through this, I think this is like kind of the first act. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I think the we only have one more thing left to do, which is the ending plot point. So I think we need to, I think we need yeah, to go back th- real quick and, and, and retcon some of this, not retcon, but like add some more details to the second book okay. or second movie in that um, when shards out there astral projecting and finding all this information, it's also information getting out to the bad or not, bad guys. I think it's like actual dad. Like yeah. things are about to go down. This prophecy, this him uh, creating his own prophecy is going to be foretold or is going to come to pass soon. So everyone is going to, even though he's not technically not there. Yeah. Ev- the, everyone's starting to converge on the Enigma machine. So everyone's oh. making their way back okay. into town. And so, so he's seeing like forces appear outside the Enigma and like stuff's kind of So as to la- as we as we start on uh, movie 3 and we're starting with Laren inside the Enigma machine, seeing what he sees, how it works, the inner workings, how like some people's destinies are how things are determined. Um the last letter that we get that that Shard gets from mm-hmm. Laren mm-hmm. is it, something that Laren wrote after he got his quote unquote like like prophecy of the day mm-hmm. and it's like in his directions of the day are die defending the enigma. And so he writes kind of a panicked letter. It's like, you need to get here now. I think I know, I think I have, oh, we got to roll this twist. Okay. But I think that's kind of the first part of the movie and we find sure. out why 
why it's so urgent. Because we never see the letter at the beginning. Because we never see the we letter. We just see his reaction to it. We just see it. him freak out. And then we'll get it, pay, that pays off in the third movie. Yes. Um, the other time jumps were directly follows the second movie, 10 years later, one year later, 100 years later, Jesus. Um, or uh, it's a prequel to the first movie. Brian, how <laughs> God's name would you make the third movie of a trilogy a prequel? Some of these feel like traps and, or Brian, jokes. You tra- you're laying trap cards. We're really first? taking this very We're seriously. We're doing a very good here. job. All right, so I guess with ev- with all the forces knowing that it's going to end at the Enigma machine, and the spirit world is either going to live in harmony, be held back, or take over entirely. Yeah. Everyone heads to the Enigma machine. Here, roll for the ending plot point. Five. Somebody who you thought was dead comes back alive to help fight. Okay. Um. I think, I think it become this third in this third movie. And I also, by the way, always love that. I think I always love that. I love that trope. I think Laird gets murdered, defending the Enigma, oh, like his destiny begi- says. Like at the beginning of like the end of Act One. Yes, he gets his note. He realizes. Then we see him get called up, and he is. And I think, and it, and it, I think, um. Shard ha- Shard eventually makes his way for the power of the of of the free uh, of the Fate uh, Walkers of uh, the Free Tides makes mm-hmm. his way there, makes his way into uh, to like the heart of the Enigma, and uses like the labyrinth powers to kind of like bit just kind of build his way there. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. And yeah, and I think I I think he accesses like the heart of the Enigma. And has the ability to bring Lair back. And just says, no. No. And I think... Okay. Here's here's how I want... Like... This might be crazy. And we can, we can say no to this. Hit me. I love it. What if time works differently inside the Enigma machine? Okay, yeah. Because that's like where fate and destiny and all things are... So like time slows down, time time is sped up. Some type of like it's not like you know it's almost maybe almost like the TVA where it just is. There is yeah. no when. It's just it just it's a, it's a current state of here, now. Yeah. So like all these events are happening, but it's still like you know. So like when Laren gets the the you know sees the prophecy, die, die defending the Enigma machine, he's able to send that you know message, yeah. and so it's not by the time everyone gets there, what have you, his death is not. All that, yeah. you know, far wasn't like you know wasn't you know th- the days it took story wise to get there. I think we find out at the twist at the end of this movie series, mm-hmm. we find out that the Enigma is actually the machine that is creating the the like that is that is uh, the Enigma is creates a lot of power and it's like very a source of like. Great prosperity to this world, mm-hmm. but it is the thing that is actually creating this second dimension, the this spirit. shadow dimension, mm-hmm. and it is like perpetuating it. And they have also found ways to like imprison people there, and like they are they are reaping the benefits of creating this like spooky shadow realm, mm-hmm. um, like a phantom zone. Yes. Yeah, it's like a little prison dimension that mm-hmm. they've like developed, and so like the majority of the people helping are like prisoners there. Um, and so it, it's not the thing keeping the dimensions from splitting. And I think at the end of this movie, or like at the, like the twist of this movie is, is that when 
shard, uh, one with Terra, goes into the the heart of the Enigma. Mm-hmm. He finds that his prophecy is being used to power the Enigma. Yeah, but the prophecy. His prophecy is that he will destroy the Enigma. And so it's the paradox of the Enigma existing and running on the prophecy that it will be destroyed that is like powering everything. Whoa. And so him living up to his prophecy and destroying the Enigma is like, it's it's kind of like a weird like cyclical thing. Like the Matrix. Yes. I'm not sure how that affects anything, but that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it really yeah, that's where I, my head was going too. Like the 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 Enigma machine is actually a prison for other fate walkers and it's using them as a power source. Yes. To read the the lines of fate for people. And in order to keep things status quo and to keep things as they were, they need to keep feeding at fate walkers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, I think that's better. It's like they just need to keep it like feeding fate walkers to it in order to like, or they like burn them out. Mm. They like kind of hook them up to this thing and kind of burn them out, but they can't be too powerful or they'll overload the machine. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, but, and he finds his prophecy locked up there that his prophecy is to destroy the enigma mm-hmm. and does so. Or if it's because he is, his will is the strongest and he is the bravest and to be able to overcome fear, the reason why the, right. they keep feeding people into this machine is to, to keep the status quo because they are afraid of what happens if they let the machine stop. And so he is able to, like, you know what? I'm brave enough to face that future, whatever that holds. Yeah, We don't need to sacrifice anyone in this machine. And so he's able to break the cycle yes. by not allowing himself to be fed into the Enigma machine, and then everything falls apart. The machine falls apart. His prophecy is to attempt to destroy the Enigma machine and fails. And he overcomes it and destroys the Enigma. By not joining the Enigma? By not destroying it. He just, he over, he just, he over, he overcomes the concept of, of destiny and overcomes the fear of failing mm-hmm. and succeeds anyways. And then everyone is left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. Everyone is free. And to make to it's you. You are the masters of everyone your own fate. Everyone is free to do all the all the gay boat smooching you want to do. Uh, uh, yep, on all the tides. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It brings Laren back. I'm super happy. That rules. Yeah, that rules. That spark is a little bit there. So it's not so much like it's not like super romantic because they they haven't really had a chance to. No. Yeah. No. But but it's been but their notes have been super spicy. You know, yes. real porny, <laughs> real super porny. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. I think this, this is need kind, to be. I think it's kind of fun. This is fun. Also, we're very good at this. Yeah, this is good. The the Midnight Enigma, the Midnight Enigma trilogy. Yeah, dude, catch it, catch it. Summer twenty twenty five, twenty twenty five. Strikes over, baby. Let's party. Get back to work. Yeah, dude. Let's do some gay boots boat smooching. Gay boat smooching. Woo. Okay. Shard. That was the first word that came to mind. Hey, man, not bad. That's not bad at all. Um. Oh, here are the other endings. Who are we casting as Shard uh, one with Terra? How young do we want to make him? Uh, 
I don't know a lot of young actors right now. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I regret everything. I think you find a no name. I think you find, you know. There's going to be a new, someone, yeah. a new star. Yeah, I think, you know. Uh, here is the uh, other ending plot points. Uh, it has to have a sad ending. The ending is ambiguous. The final showdown isn't what you think. It's actually the opposite of what you think it'll be. A talking cat is introduced. And um, number six, Bran is made king. Roll again. That's funny. Um, the shade, wh- bro. What makes it midnight enigma, I guess, is the question. I think it's because the, the prophecy was, was going to take place at midnight. He was going to destroy the or, machine at midnight. Or it's like... Or it's always midnight in the machine. Yeah, time Yeah, time exists weird there. Mm-hmm. Weirdly there. Or it's always daytime in the Enigma. In order to make it, in order to destroy it, you have to make it nighttime by sheer force of will. Yeah. A lot of this makes no sense. But I'm having a... Better, ha- better than Divergent. Bet, better than that's Maze a, Runner. That's hey, all we need. To, that's the bar we need to clear. I think, we, I think we just wrote a we just wrote a book tr- trilogy in a way that I'm kind of like really digging. TMTM. It's got TM. everything. It's got it's got a, a school. It's got kids with powers. It's got a massive conspiracy. It's yeah. got gay boat smooching. It's <laughs> got everything. I love it. A little time travel. A little wibbly wimbly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. All right. Nailed it. Woo! What a good episode. This is fun. What's what's our episode next week? Uh, it's the same thing, but action movies. Oh, is it really? Yeah, we're gonna oh, make fun. we're gonna make our own action film. Oh, that's fun. Because next next week's episode is is Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of a holiday week. Oh yeah. So yeah, we figured yeah. let's have some fun and do like you do yeah. this again for for an action film. Thanksgiving is like almost here, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's two weeks away time, from right now. Time has had literally no. I've had like time makes no sense anymore. Well, because we're, we're trapped in the Enigma we machine, Jay. Destroy the Enigma. Yeah. Let me destroy it. The gears turn, and the fates burn. Twilight Enigma. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible. This, I honestly, I think this is a this is a format we should have in the show more. Because I mean, I, I, the the peaches will let us know. But I've had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, this and also and also every once in a while. Not having to prep for an yes, episode. I, yeah, not, not having not to do a bunch of research. Yeah, not, not the bad. worst thing in the world. Not bad. Not the worst thing in the not world. Bad. Not the worst thing I in the world. I don't mind it. I don't mind doors it. and wheels, but whatever. Uh, you know. uh, it's Pino over Gale. It's fine. <laughs> well, this has been our. Uh, this has been Fix It, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're uh, catching this on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, hit that bell. Do that YouTube that you do so well. And if you're catching this wherever you catch your podcasts, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a little five star review, writing something nice, it makes my day. It also definitely helps the show, even though most podcatcher uh, algorithms are trash. That's just how it works. <laughs> Maybe YouTube that's, is better. That's why we're on. That's why we're on, that's why we're on YouTube. That's why we're on YouTube. Pretty good. And as we end every episode. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slow wheel you never see coming. (laughs) And I'm going to shut the door right in your face. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. That was fun as hell. That was great. We're very good at this. Gay boat smooching.